Welcome to the Beyond Rich Podcast, where we talk about all of those turning point moments that changed everything and the mindset it took to get there. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beyond Rich Podcast. I am Natalie Lemus-Hernandez and today the topic is how to get started in real estate investing. This is going to go really deep, really specific, so you might need, a you do need a piece of paper and a pen, 100%. So the first three things or the three things I'm going to get into is how to do an owner-occupied deal, how to do a more low-hanging fruit owner-occupied deal. And the third thing is how to analyze a deal. And I don't know where you can find this on the internet. I've never seen anyone break this down the way that I do in this podcast. So enjoy. When I went out on my stories the other day and I said, hey, my podcast recording date's coming up soon, that was one of the most requested things was tell us about real estate investing. So here we go. I'm going to give it to you straight like I always do. The first thing that um, I think the lowest hanging fruit way to get into real estate investing is, I guess there's a prong A and a prong B. Prong A is this, find a fourplex deal or a duplex deal and buy it as an owner-occupied. With an owner-occupied deal, you don't have to put a ton of money down and there's actually down payment assistance that you can use as well. And so I would definitely talk to a residential lender that can hook you up and you know, go into your individual situation on how much you can qualify for. And I was just telling Roberto, the owner of SB Studios, who the guy that does my podcast, I was saying, I don't really want to talk about the real estate market in Boise because it's not the greatest of news uh, on the on a larger scale deals. Like we're talking multifamily, and this is the, the the realm that I operate in. You know, anything that's basically you know fifty, sixty, hundred, two hundred units and above, and uh, there's just vacancy is increasing, rents are flattening and on the down decreasing. Not the greatest news. Um, On the residential side, I was just talking to actually a couple top brokers in the Valley over the last couple days. And they've said pricing is starting to creep up and um, competition is starting to increase just because there's not a ton of supply because all the builders stopped building a few months ago. Um, at the date of this recording, we are G- in June 2023. So towards the end of Q4 2022, a lot of the local builders were really scared about what was happening in the interest rate market and they stopped building. So therefore, they haven't put a lot of new supply on the market. And so there is still competition in the residential realm, um, which is where you would be buying, right? In the in the two to four unit range, because those type of assets um, are the assets that can that you can use to get owner occupied financing. And owner occupied financing, you know, you can you can have a loan that is fixed for thirty years, low or no down payment. You know, just given the different lenders you can talk to, and so that's where I would begin if I had to do my life all over again. I would buy a fourplex and I would live in one of the units and rent out the other three. Um, And I would just do that for a few years and then I would go and do it again and do it again and do it again. Um, And that sounds really fun if you're like a single gal or dude or something, but it doesn't sound as fun if you have kids or, you know, just don't want to have like live in an apartment. So I'm going to give you 
prong B. So prong B is buy a house and rent out a room. So there's tons of rooms for rent on Facebook, uh, Marketplace, etc. I think there's even rooms for rent on Zillow I've seen. So that is the other way I would get into real estate investing because as you own the house, you know, technically real estate appreciates. I mean, obviously there's dips in the markets and things, but over the long term, it's, um, you know, appreciated 5% per year for the last like million years. I don't know. Look at me and my stats um, for the last million years. Anyways, so if you're a long-term investor, you know, buying a home and renting out a room or two in a home would be another really low-hanging fruit way to get involved in uh, real estate investing. Okay. So if you want, was that, was that good, Roberto? Was that, is this going to be like the Ellen show or like whatever, where I, was that good, Roberto? Was that like legit and stuff? Okay. Cause he's always like, don't, don't go broad brush. You know, everybody out there is just like, what do they say, Roberto? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody out there is just saying like, change your mindset and stuff and like never tell you the how. Oh, that's so annoying. I'm such a person. I'm like, just tell me what to do and I will do it. Okay. So the second thing um, that you need to do to get involved in, in real estate investing is is such a no brainer, but I just feel like nobody talks about this. And it's another pet peeve of mine out there in the wilderness on social media. I just feel like it's, I I roll my freaking eyes when people don't talk about the numbers. I mean, truly it's a numbers game. And so, you know, when you say that it's like, well, do you actually know how it's, it's a game of intellect. It's a game of know-how. It is a mathematical equation. So do you know what the house or the duplex or the fourplex or the 10 unit or 15 unit or whatever, do you know what the rents are? Have you done a market survey? Um, what is a market survey? You look at similar product and see what they're renting for. And that will indicate what you can rent your product for. Um, you can go on apartments.com. You can go on Zillow, right? And look up similar product and and see kind of where you fit in that comp set and identify the rents. Okay, did you all follow that part? Okay, good. So I gave you the how. Go on apartments.com, go on Zillow.com, go on Facebook Marketplace, you know, do the filters similar and the look, you know, with with your with your point of view to say, okay, does this a similar product? So then you identify the rents, plug it into a spreadsheet. Then after that, what you want to do, oh, I am giving you such a nitty gritty right now. Then you want to subtract a vacancy rate because it's not going to be full 100% of the time. You're going to have turnover. So an equilibrium, a market that's in equilibrium is a 5% vacancy rate. However, if you if you're going into a market that you have no knowledge of, you need you need you need to talk to someone about, you know, where is the vacancy rate right now for multifamily assets or for homes or for Airbnbs or VRBOs. I call them VRBOs. Some people call them verbos. Like I, verbos, that just so I don't that freaks me out. That word is freaking weird. Um okay, back to back to my back to my regularly scheduled programming. So the vacancy right now for multifamily assets according to CoStar is 10%. This is as of June 2023. March 2023, it was at 5%. You know, last summer we were at 2%. So lenders will typically have you underwrite a deal at 5%, okay? So you take out, so you have your rents, right? And then you subtract a 5% vacancy factor to account for 
the time that you won't be collecting rents, right? When someone moves out, you have to do what we call in our business, make ready. What is a make ready? Make ready is, you know, you go in, you do touch up paint, you maybe have to do new flooring depending on the condition of the apartment. You know, maybe there's a, a towel bar that's on the ground. You have to re, you know, you know what I mean? Like get it up to speed so that you can re-rent it. Okay. So then you go to, and I'm not going to get super deep into it. I'm going to keep it pretty, um, I would say I'm going to keep it pretty like 101 right now because because that's where we're starting, right? Because this episode is about how to get started. It's not about how to master, okay? So I'm like thinking of Mr. Miyagi, like wax on, wax off. So that's the income segment. All right, then you need to go to the expenses segment. And the expenses segment is actually pretty difficult if you have no comparables. Like if you don't have any like idea of, I don't know, how much insurance is for a fourplex, you, you know, where are you going to get this information? So I'm going to help you. Honestly, I should be charging for this episode. <sighs> Someday I might. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. This is like my side hustle hobby, which I don't even think I can call, call it a side hustle because isn't it a side hustle supposed to pay you? Yeah. I don't want to get paid. I just want to help people. So here we go. So um, for now, I, I can't say that forever, you know, because uh, Alex Hermosi like said, like, I'm not selling you anything. And then he made this whole post out like, actually, I am selling. It's like a nine, $9.99 book or something or a 99 cent something or other. Someday I'll, 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 I'll monetize. But right now <laughs> I'm too busy monetizing my my real business. OK, so that was all on a side. But um, it's fun for me to see people like listen to the podcast, listen to the show, share it. Like, so if you're listening right now, if you could just pause the episode, screenshot it and share it on your stories, like I would love you forever. Um, because that's all I want is just for people to share the knowledge, share the love and just for more people to understand, you know, how to build wealth and how to live a truly beyond rich life. Not just about money because we all know miserable rich people, but really truly fulfilling in all aspects because Jesus said, life and life more abundantly. And that's what we're all about. Okay. So back to, back to the, again, back to the regularly scheduled programming. So the expenses portion, um, there's numerous things that you need to include into the expenses. One, you need to include handyman services. Why? Because inevitably it's going to break, right? So, you know, traditionally on, you know, four units, I, depending on the age of the building, um, if it's an older building, like I would say 20 years and older, I mean, you, you've got to know your stuff. That's another thing about real estate investing is like, you can really, really get screwed if you buy, you know, a building that maybe you didn't do a thorough inspection on, you don't know the age of the building systems, all of those things. So that is also crucial. Like you have to hire a good inspector and, figure out the age of the systems and what you can expect, you know, for their useful life. So, um, you know, figure out on an older building, you know, we're looking at two to three work orders per, per unit and handyman companies charge anywhere between 65 to $75 an hour. So you're kind of going to figure it out. You're going to say like, okay, well, reasonably, I think that, you know, on a newer build, um, you know, maybe I'll have one work order, and I'm saying per year, like one work order per year, you know, someone 
puts a bunch of stuff down their disposal and it gets clogged and now I have to send somebody out and that will maybe take two hours. Okay, you know, 150 bucks or whatever. So you're going to plug that in. Okay, and you have to times that by the number of units you have. Then, so that's handyman services. Then you need to figure out the insurance. And so insurance, if you don't have a comparable building in your, you know, if you're not a mogul yet, and again, the episode is about starting. So, you know, you're not. So you should call an insurance agent. I'd call one or two, tell them, you know, that you're getting started in real estate investing and that you would love, you know, a quote for X, Y, and Z address. And they'll give you a quote, you know, and, or a range, right? So that's how you're going to fill that number out is um, calling someone. So then the other thing that you will need is landscaping, right? So unless you're in an HOA that covers it. And so if you're in an HOA, you need to put the HOA fees in. Okay. So then um, landscaping. So then you can call a landscaper and you can get that number. And and some of you are going to be thinking, what? This is a lot of expenses and you're not even done talking. It's like, yeah, I know. Um, so, and, and then you might think like, Oh yeah, well I'll just DIY everything, you know. I'll be out there on a Saturday. I'll respond to all the work orders. I'll do all of this and it's like, okay. You know, I just know what you're getting into, right? No understand that if you want to do the DIY route, it's just going to be a ton of time, which is fine. I think when you're getting started and if you have the skills to, you know, change out fixtures and to do plumbing, like, like obviously light plumbing, you know, to do the landscaping. I mean, that's on you to decide how much time away from your family and what it's worth to you. So I had to put that quote in because I am not the gal that I actually like, I am a, I believe like the more people that I can employ and have helped me in things like the bigger that I grow and Ugo and I just, we really, really value our time. But I will say starting out, okay, and so when I promote this episode, I'm going to totally add my first, our first duplex that we bought. And I talked about it before. It was in Nampa in like, not Bulldog. Oh, yeah, Pitbull Central. And people freaking hate on me. They're like, why do you bash on Pitbulls? Guys, I'm scared of chihuahuas, okay? I don't have a dog. So Pitbulls are scary to me. Sorry. Anyway, so the other day we were going to dinner with some friends in Nampa. Felt like an overnight trip was needed for that. But anyways, we drove through the old neighborhood where we had our duplex and there was this entire backyard that the city ended up sending us a notice. They're like, we're going to fine you. But we didn't realize that it was that what that was actually part of our property. I don't know if this is making sense, but anyways, it was all overgrown with like so much weeds. This is before we had kids and before we had literally any money. And so we were like, we're not going to hire somebody to do that. That'll cost like $400. So we went out on a Saturday and we just like, I mean, we're talking, this was probably maybe 700 square feet of thick weeds, like insane, like full to the brim with weeds. And we pulled all of those out ourselves and it was, it sucked so bad. And I remember thinking at the time, I'm like, this is the last time. I will never do this again. How can I, my, my whole thing is like, how can I make more money so that I don't have to do these things? And so, you know, someone says like the quality of your life is a reflection of the quality of the questions you ask yourself. So for me, like, and Ugo, we're always just like, how, 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 how is this possible for us to never do this thing again? So anyways, so I just want to put that caveat in there because I'm telling you as though you were going to hire everything out, but obviously you, it's up to you. You decide, you know, if you want to put 
a little bit of blood, sweat and tears into it, which I recommend when you're, when you're starting out. So, um, okay. So we, we went through insurance. We went through handyman services. We talked about landscaping. We talked about HOA fees, utilities. So, um, we recommend having the residents pay a utility fee. So you would charge them a utility fee on top of the rent. Um, and then on utilities, you inevitably, you're going to have some utilities that, so you would keep the water, sewer, and trash in your name, unless we're talking about a single family home, and then they would just put it all in their name. But if it's more than just a single family home, you would keep the the water, sewer, and trash in your name as the landlord. And you would just, again, charge them a utility fee that it would cover and maybe making a small profit, but just really the the whole um, premise of it is just to recoup your utility costs. And so you want to put a little bit in there for, usually I think that um, you want to try to recoup about 80 to 90% of the utility costs. So, um, and that you can also call all the utilities and ask them. So you could call Idaho Power, like see how much work this is and see why like people don't actually teach people how to do this because they don't want to go through the exercise of talking about all of this. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I'm just like laughing so hard because I'm like, this is literally what I do in my day job and here I am doing it on my hobby job. Okay. But you're like, this is what you guys want to know. So, um, okay. So you would call, you know, Idaho power, give them the address and tell them, Oh, you just ask them, can you tell me that average over the last 12 months for this address? And obviously, okay. So if you're buying a, a brand new deal, the owner should have this information, right? You during the due diligence period should ask for, you know, it, a lot of people, if it's an owner occupied or if they're just like a mom and pop investor, they don't have actual financials that they can give you. If they do, fantastic. If they don't, you're going to want to ask for, um, you're going to want to have a due diligence checklist and it's going to include, like, I can literally, as I'm talking about this right now, I can literally see myself like, creating a website, having a download, charging like $7.99 or something. I don't even know. Or $15.99 or $25 or $99.99. I don't freaking know. Um, but it's just so much. You see why people, Roberto, you see why people are just like, change your mindset because this is just getting so deep. Um, but yeah, the due diligence checklist, you know, on there, you're going to want to get the last, you know, six months utility bills. You're going to want to get that insurance bill. You're going to want to get a property tax bill, the HOA bills, um, handyman records. You want to get, um, you know, records of work that has been done, landscaping bills. Yeah, they should be able to provide all that for you in the best case scenario. But a lot of times you won't be getting that. Like, oh, I've walked into deals where they're like, we don't have any of that information. So then you have to extrapolate all of this. Okay, so we went through um, HOA, we went through landscaping, we went through handyman, we went through um, utilities, we went through insurance. Okay, property taxes. So property taxes is actually pretty easy. You can go to the Ada County Assessor's Office for Ada County, uh, Canyon County, et cetera, et cetera, or call if it's outside of this area. If you're listening from Texas, you know, or whatever, you need to call the county that the asset that you're interested um, in is located and talk to the assessor, you know, and just say, what were last year's property taxes for this asset? And usually we um, anticipate them to go up anywhere between three and 5% every year. Um, but if it's owner occupied, there's some sort of discount 
for that. So you would ask the assessor that information. And those should be like the biggest things. Like I think I covered most of it. 